no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. They're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time, play. One more time, play. Bear Essentials Podcast is sponsored by Kins Lager Brewery, located in Oak Park, Illinois. They're a local lager-focused brewery. The tap room is currently closed, but you can still order online for local delivery or curbside pickup. The Bear Essentials Podcast listeners will receive a 15% discount on your order by using promo code BEARSPOD. Please visit them at kinslager.com. That's spelled K-I-N-S-L-A-H-G-E-R.com. Welcome to the Barry Cinches. We are Chicago Bears podcast for the fans. On today's show, we recap Bears minicamp and much, much more. Hey, Dub. What's the good word, fam? Hey, man, it's all good over here, Perez. How about you? Man, you know, just another day of paradise over here, living the dream, man. All the weekends on the horizon. Looking forward to that. But yeah, man, everything's good, man. Everything's good. That's always good to hear, my brother. I'll tell you, we got a lot to discuss on this show today. A lot. Ladies and gentlemen, there's so much going on in the Bears universe right now. We're going to try to unpack as much of it as we can within this hour. But this episode may go over a little bit, so bear with us. (laughs) Bear with us. (laughs) Yes, sir. But A-Dub, man, let's just jump right into it, man. So the first piece of business that we didn't get a chance to discuss this last week with the audience because Justin Fields and some of the other uh, draft picks they went to taking a ball game at Wrigley Field. I know you were pretty excited about that. And then we saw that Justin Fields got that standing ovation. I thought that that was dope that the other draft picks allowed him to get that moment. They all sat down while he got to, you know, bask in that. So I know you're excited as being a, a Cubs fan over here. I know you felt some kind of way about that standing <laughs> ovation that he got. So I'm going to let you talk to him for a second. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. You all didn't know A-Dub is a Cubs fan. We know my boy Perez is a White Sox fan, but he decided to go up north, take a ride up there with the team, enjoy that moment. I felt very privileged to see him there. I was happy for him, and we greeted him, gave him a nice warm welcome to Chicago. You got the keys to the city now, baby. Welcome to the team as well. So, Justin Fields, you are all right with me. Yeah, no, that was cute. It was real cute, A-Dub, I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Real cute, huh? <laughs> it, was, it was cute. It was cute. I, I saw him. I was like, okay, Justin, I see you there. It, w- it was nice that you humored the north side last week. You know, you let you, you showed up. We're going to have to get him over to the south side, man, because he's got to see the best baseball team in the city. He's got to oh, get over boy. there real soon. got to get oh, over there real boy. soon. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying, hey, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, 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 look. I'll give y'all y'all props. Y'all doing well. White Sox are doing well. But he came to the number one team in Chicago. Not talking about record, though. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> One thing I was going to say, it was cool to see him get the love from the fans, and it was a stark contrast, A-Dub, from the last first-round quarterback that we had in here that got booed like a motherfucker at the damn Bulls <laughs> Right. <laughs> I felt so bad for him in that moment. I was like, boy, this is just only the beginning of this shit for you, bro. <laughs> for real. <laughs> it was down here from there, man. It really was. It really was. But no, Justin Fields, welcome to the shot, baby. We got to get you over there to the cell. 
G-rate field, whatever the hell they call it these days, but we got to get him them over there on the south side. Also, A-Dub, he got his contract locked in place, four years, yep. $19 million guaranteed. My boy mm. Justin Fields over here rich as fuck in these streets, bruh. Yes, he is. Feeling good right now as a number two quarterback right now. <laughs> yeah, for now. <laughs> for now. Right, right, right. For now. Yep, for now. So another thing, too, though, we got the whole draft class locked up because they came to terms with Tevin Jenkins as well this week. So we got everybody in the fold from that rookie class. Yeah, man. A salute to my boy Tevin Jenkins, man. Glad he got that out the way. You know, I'm looking forward to him playing as well, Perez. It's just exciting for me, man, overall. Yeah, man, he's, he's going to be really good to watch. I look forward to seeing how it goes for him in training camp, going up against Khalil Mack and, and going up against Robert Quinn and those various pass rushers. I'm telling you, that's going to be a baptism by fire. But if he can't get better through that experience, I don't know what will get you ready for the league because I'm telling you, Khalil Mack, one of the premier pass rushers in this game, that is going to be a great test for him as he's preparing for the NFL. Yeah, praise. And I want to hear more about that, man, when the time comes. For sure, for sure. Well, A-Dub, there was so much that went on this week as in regards to the Bears potentially moving the team to the suburbs, right? So we saw earlier in the week the mayor from Arlington Heights, he came out and he basically was kind of running his mouth and saying, well, you know, a new stadium for the Bears could be built on the current site of Arlington Park. So right. for our listeners, you guys probably already know the Arlington Racetrack this is going to be the last season of it in existence. They're going to be closing. And so the park is going to be sold. So Churchill's Downs owns the racetrack. They're going to be selling. So now the mayor of Arlington Heights is basically looking at this situation like, okay, well, we got this site here. It's going to be available. And they know that it's going to have to be demolished. And which, whichever individual buys this, they're going to have to you know, redesign and, and basically redevelop it you know, for whatever they need to use it for. Right. So that mayor, A-Dub, went on to say this week, well, it's still on the table. He said, it's a definite maybe, but he said, I'm not in a position to say if it's a, if it's a definite go or a definite no-go. So, okay, that was what we were kind of hearing earlier in the week. Then today, A-Dub, Ted Phillips drops the bomb <laughs> Bears Nation, and he says, yeah, you know what? We made a bid. <laughs> <laughs> he put it out there, man. He put a bid out there, man. So what was your thoughts here? Because obviously we saw that the, the mayor of Arlington Heights, of course, you know, he's looking at this situation like, ooh, the Bears, I would love for them to move to my city. So he's definitely going to play into it. But then now you got Tim Phillips, who's now actually playing ball and saying, hey, we're going to throw our name in the hat here on this. So what are your thoughts on this situation? Because I got a lot to say about this. Man, Press, you know, I'm a city guy, but I totally get where, what the stadium is at right now, right? It's right now in downtown Chicago. And I'll tell you, man, it's it's tough, you know, from a parking standpoint. And I believe the state was probably at its capacity of where it can do right now. So the fact that we're thinking about our right, Heights area, that park, man, that's a good space for it, as you ask me. I've seen it. I've been around it before. That's a lot of space. And you can do a lot with that. I mean, talking about an improved stadium, what they will look like, more fans in there, sponsors, all those different things can play a factor. But I'm not saying we're going to get it, right? It's a bid, right? So I can't say we're going to get it yet. But the fact that we put our name in a hat for it, to me, it's a positive. I know for other fans out there, they're probably looking like, man, why do I got to leave the city? <laughs> I don't want to leave the city, wanted to leave the city of Chicago. But hey, man, look, it might be a win-win situation with that press if it happens. If it happens. And one thing that you, so you brought up there I wanted to piggyback on, there are a fewer than 10 prospective buyers who have put serious proposals on the table. 
So mm-hmm. you never know. You never know. Yep. I want to make a couple points on this. The mayor today, after you know, Ted Phillips came out and let everyone know that the Bears were going to put a bid in. And she kind of dropped some fire on the team because she said, yeah, I, I, I get it. They got uh, valid concerns about Soldier Field. And she yep. says, but we're in negotiations. So she kind of looked at what the Bears did and said, I kind of feel like this is just negotiating tactics on the Bears' part by them putting that bid in. And she said, I want the organization to focus on putting a winning team on the field, beating the Packers finally, she said, and being relevant past October. Now, A.W., I want to get your thoughts on that because that right there from the mayor, I'm like, damn. And she's a season ticket holder. But that was like a double barrel. That's a double barrel shotgun to the chest. Hey, man. Hey, look. Hey, pray. It sound a little personal right there, man. Right? Right? <laughs> hey, man. She came kind of hard, man. And sounds a little bitter, too, at the same time. Like, oh, you're trying to remove the, the team from the city as well. Okay. We ain't trying to hear all that right now. So I get what the mayor stands at. I, look, I, I, I support her with how she feels. But, man, I get it. It sounds a little personal with her and her take on, on that whole factor of it. When it's team, we're trying to do that, though. That's why we got Justin Fields. There are some things that's been happening. I wish you to focus on our rookie class as well even though she focused on some of our, um, what we've been doing the past couple of years. But I wish you would have done that part as well. It's unfortunate, Prez. It is what it is. I'll take her feedback on Kreischer. <laughs> Taylor's looking at that like, wow, got the mayor speaking out on this too? It is what it is. Yeah, but I, I, I would say this. When I when I look at what she said there, I, I'm going to separate, because you can tell her words definitely, they, they had a little bitter tone to it and, you know, yep. kind of, little pettiness, too, but I don't mind petty, so that part I'm okay with. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Ain't done. You know what it is. Yep. But, of course, it feels like a negotiating tactic to her because why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't the Bears try to push the city on this right now? Because I've talked about this in the past, A-Dub. Soldier Field, obviously, landmark, you know, is awesome being right there on the lake. I talk yep. about how I love the sound of the stadium when it roars. Listen, Soldier Field is dope. It is. But you brought up some of the limitations. Seating, parking. They don't have mass transit that brings you right there. It takes you a half hour from wherever you park to get over to the stadium. That's a long-ass walk. It really is. The bathroom situation. Don't have to go to the bathroom. You're going to miss half a fucking quarter of the game. So there's just a <laughs> lot. Of, there's just a lot of things that needs to be approved. So obviously, you know that the Bears are probably going to push the mayor. And I don't even know what it is that they're looking for right now, but there needs to be some sort of upgrades that need to be done to Soldier Field. Just, just my opinion there. Agreed. We know that the Park District runs the stadium. Now, that's another issue because the organization doesn't even own the stadium. My last point on this, A-Dub, is in regards to Mayor Lightfoot's statements, which <laughs> obviously she came in very hot, very spicy. She did. But I almost agree with you in the fact that I always say meaningless jabs are always just meaningless because I got my own message for you, Mayor Lightfoot. Let's see how much you care about the team's relevance when they're gone. I just want you to think about that for a second. Mm. Because the way that you handled your statement today, that's not how you go about fostering a relationship when it already seems like the relationship between the Bears and City Hall is already deteriorating. So it's like it you broken. basically, yeah, you already, you come in at this thing, you know, just all emotional. Like, no, y'all need to work together, both sides. Sit down, get this shit figured out because the fans are the ones that 
lose out in these situations when a business deal goes awry. Because Agreed. to A-Dub's point, now, there are people that live in the city that it's easy for them to get to the games. And I'm, and I'm happy for those people. I don't live in the city. So for me, I'm good either way. But I think about other people, right? Because there's some people, hey, it's 5, 10, 15-minute ride. They're, they're at Soldier Field. Cool. It's not like that for me, right? Right. The other part of the equation, you know, for people to think about is a lot of Bears fans, for, for the most part, a lot of the ones that I know that, that sit around me, they live out in the suburbs. And some of them even, they cross the border from Indiana and Wisconsin to get to Soldier Field. So it's going to be, in some cases, probably even further commute for some people, depending on if they make that move out to Arlington Heights, which for any of our listeners that don't live locally, Arlington Heights is about a 45 minute to one hour commute from uh, from Chicago. So just to kind of give you a little bit of uh, information there. I'm with you, Prez, on what you just shared there, because Bears fans are not only in the city. No, they're around, man. They really around. They outside the city. Like you said, they're on the border of Indiana. Some even further out than that, right, Chris, who come to the city yep. to watch the game, you know? So to me, we, I'm looking at all the fans of Chicago, uh, of the Bears, not just those in the city. Now, I think, like you said, if, if the mayor wants to keep it in the city, she has to do a better job with how she communicate that, right? Yep. And don't make it worse, right? Don't make this shit worse, which, like you said, what she did with talking about it that way and pretty much taking jazz of the team, that's not a good way of doing it, right? You can, like you said, do that, handle that behind closed doors, right? That's the best way of doing it. But overall, like you're saying, Perez, we like to consider all the fans of the Bears. And Bears Nation is bigger than just Chicago land area. Exactly, exactly. And now one point I will make, though. So I know I, I said some things about Soldier Field. I still stand by those things because now think about if the Bears did make a move, A-Dub, to Arlington Heights. Now they could put a dome stadium with more seat capacity, right? True. And that's and that's place there. The Bears could actually be a viable option to get a Super Bowl, which right now there's no Super Bowl that's coming here at all. Not happening. Not happening. Not, not happening, right? So then you have that. But think about it. We could also get potential Final Four for NCAA. We could get a national championship game for football for the BCS. There's all types of other type of games we'll be able to get here when you have that new stadium. You know how that is. Think about that stadium in Vegas. They're going to get all type of events now because it's the new stadium. Yep. Yeah, Dallas Cowboys Stadium. They get a lot of events, too, outside of just football. That is true. You know what, A-Dub? That's interesting that you mentioned that one because a lot of people were were saying to me this week, they said, hey, man, I don't think the NFL would let a historic team like the Bears move from Chicago. Now, anybody that thinks that way, fair point, but I want you to think of two teams, the Cleveland Browns and the L.A. Raiders. Did both of those teams not move? Did the NFL allow them to move? They sure in the fuck right. Without a, look, hey, look, when the money is right, negotiations right, and everything else come together, man, things like that can happen. So you're right, Chris. That's a possibility that the Bears could be on the move. Possibly. Possibly. Now, people will say to us, well, the mayor did say that the Bears are on a lease, and Lightfoot basically feels like she's confident that they won't move. But I will just remind our listeners of one other key point here. The Dallas Cowboys that A-Dub brought up earlier with the AT&T Stadium that they built, it took them 12 years from actually finding locations to actually playing their first game at that newly rebuilt stadium. So just think about that. That was a 12-year time period. So even if the Bears, okay, we get, they, they put the bid in. Let's say they're selected. 
this isn't going to be an overnight project, right? Ain't done because right. you got to think about it. They got to negotiate funding for the stadium. Who's paying for this shit? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> True. They, they got to find an architect. So somebody's got to design it and, and 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 you know do all that kind of stuff with the blueprint. But then also you got to break ground and then you got to begin construction. So these things take time. So it does. I just want people to just kind of realize that hey, this thing could happen, and that's why I think it's really important for the mayor and for the McCaskey family to sit down and really work through these problems. Because it seems like whatever's going on, it's getting close to becoming personal. Can't have that. So I just think they need to sit down and, and figure this thing out. But I will tell you this, Ada, from my personal opinion, if they moved Arlington Heights, I wouldn't really be bothered by it that much. If they stayed in Chicago, great. The only thing, though, it would be kind of weird for the team. They would no longer be the Chicago Bears. That, <laughs> Arlington Heights Bears. That, that, that sounds weird. Yeah, it does. But, you know, things change, man. It's like, in life, man, you know, Perez, nothing stays the same forever. So I wouldn't mind to stay in the city, but I'm with you, man. If it goes to Arlington Heights, hey, I'm, I'm going to get on board either way it go. Well, yeah, I mean, you're, you're a fan. You're a fan of the franchise. Now, one other point that I just thought of. Okay, so okay. If the Chicago Bears franchise moves out to Arlington Heights, do you think in the future the NFL would try to put a second team in Illinois? They put a team in Chicago? Because we see in some of those big markets where they have multiple teams like L.A., New York, and so forth, and Florida, you know, Texas, for instance. Would you think something like that could happen, A-Dub? Hey, look, Perez, we've been able to hold down, what, two baseball teams, right? (laughs) So I'm not going to say we can't do it, you know, for football if the money is right. If everything's right and works out, got the fan base, got the support from the fans, you never know what could possibly happen. So I I won't rule it out. I'll tell you one thing, that'd be tough, man, because you might have some allegiances that maybe that might be uh, stretched in there. Because, I mean, I think about me, I've been a fan of this team since I was like four years old. So, you know, there's a lot of diehard Bears fans here, but, you know, there's a newer generation of fans that that pop up. And so you never know. Their allegiances can be split. You, ne- you never know. So just something to think about if the Bears did make that move with the NFL bringing other franchise in Chicago. So. Right. Or they may invest in other sports, right? That's out there that you can bring into Chicago. That's not here. We'll definitely, definitely be talking about this a lot more because we know this storyline is not going anywhere, A-Dub. It won't be. <laughs> not at all. Nope. So let's talk about a couple of other things that related to Soldier Field before we get into some of the more deeper aspects of the minicamp. So the Bears made the announcement this week, A-Dub, that Soldier Field will have 100% of capacity for the 2021 season. So they sent out a letter to our season ticket holders. Uh, it actually went out on Wednesday, A-Dub, and they basically welcomed us back to Soldier Field and said we'll be at full capacity. Man, dude, I'm so excited about that, A-Dub. Um, the one thing that they did say in that letter is they're going to be taking a lot of uh, safety precautions. For any fans that have been vaccinated, they don't have to wear masks. For ones that haven't been vaccinated, then they encourage them to wear a mask. I'm all for it, Chris. The Cubs and Sox have been approved for 100% capacity. We knew the Bears somewhere was around the corner with that, press, So that's good. We're happy to see that we're getting back to some kind of normalcy again. So uh, I know I mentioned that before on the podcast, but it's always awesome when it's actually legit, you know? So I'm all for it, man. I think the fans will handle it very well. I'm glad about the safety protocols that are being put in place. And man, Perez, you know how fans, man, we make a difference when we out there. So I'm loving that. Yeah, because that was one of the things that we were missing last season. We did not have that home field, that true home field advantage. None of our home games had that vibe because there was no one there. 
So we get back to having that, and that really gets our defense fired up. I mentioned that on some previous pods. That defense feeds off of the uh, off the crowd, and so we'll definitely be very excited to have that back for uh, for next season. Also, we mentioned last week on the show, but I just wanted to reiterate for anyone that missed that episode that there's going to be a very limited number of fans that are going to be allowed to attend training camp. So we know the training camp has moved from Bourbon A to Hallis Hall. So there's a right. limited amount of people that will be able to attend. Um, I will be able to attend a dub. I'm going to get you out there with me. So we'll be able to take in one of those practices. So that'll be really cool. Also, the Bears have announced their Family Fest practice. So for any of our listeners that don't know this, every year the Bears have like a family day at Soldier Field where basically, you know, the players will do like kind of like a glorified practice. It really is just like a walkthrough, but it's like an interactive event so the fans can get autographs and just kind of get close to, to the to the players. So that's going to be on August 3rd. So for anybody that's interested in going to that, be on the lookout. The Bears uh, typically will put those tickets on sale on their website probably like in the month of July. So just stay tuned for that. Yes, sir. Looking forward to that. All right, A-Dub. Man, what do you think about those Hakeem Hicks Trade rumors. And we also saw that Nick Foles, there might be a potential trade partner for him as well. But wanted to get your thoughts there on the Hakeem Hicks trade rumors because I thought we were past that. I thought Hakeem Hicks was in the fold. But I started hearing his <laughs> name pop up again, A-Dub, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Hey, man, <laughs> you never know when it comes down to sports friends and who could get traded, man, around this time frame. Um, I was a little shocked, too, but I know – Early in March, we kind of gave him the keys to look at other trade opportunities, right, Prez? Yep. And to see his name back out there now, it's like, whoa, okay. I'm with you, Prez. Don't worry past it too, man. Looking forward to get these guys moving along right in the process here. But looks like, hey, he could be out there. But it's, it's a shocker to lose him. I get it, though, where we at, Prez. I just hope that if, if he was to get traded, I hope we get a lot of value in return from him because I still think the guy has some things left in the tank for the next couple of years. Yeah, I think so too. I I, I just I don't know uh, where these trade rumors are coming from. It's definitely a situation worth us kind of keeping our attention to. But you already know what I feel about Hakeem Hicks. Ninety six is the heart and soul of this defense, bro. So I'm just hoping there's just some random misplaced rumor that somebody wanted for clickbait. I just hope that there's no truth behind this rumor because we need to go into 2021 with 96 lining up on defense, man. He wrecks havoc. And I'm telling you, he is that engine for our defense. Man, that is a piece right there, Prez. A piece. You're talking about clogging that middle up, stopping the run, hey, putting their pressure on the quarterback. He makes a difference. So, like, I'm with you, Prez. I hope it's all smoke that's been blown out there and been thrown out there. So, I don't want to see Hicks gone. I mean, I know this is what, he's got one more year left on that contract. Yeah, this year, last year. And then, yep. yeah, last year. Yep. And then he back then he's a free agent. I want to see the guy go out with a bang, man. I would love to see him go out with a bang in Chicago. I think what it comes down to is, and this is just me wishful thinking, A-Dub, but I think we'll end up having Hakeem Hicks finish the year here. I think next season it may be pretty tough for him to come back just because he's probably going to be looking for another nice contract. Drew Rosenhaus is his agent, so you already know how Drew Rosenhaus gets down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, gets, he gets his clients paid. <laughs> right, right. We it might price him out the market for us, right? And and mm-hmm. I totally get it. But especially if you have a great season at that price, you know what I'm saying? If you go out with a bang, it's like, oh shoot, can we even afford him? But we'll see. We'll cross that path when we get there. I just hope for now that we're able to keep him for this season. Exactly. Now, one person that I don't mind, and I brought him up just a second ago, Nick Foles. <laughs> I hope they find a potential trade partner for him. I'm hearing that the Jets 
are rumored to be interested in him because now, you know, a dub, they drafted Zach Wilson, but they yep. don't have much in veteran leadership uh, within that quarterback room. So it makes sense. It so really I'm hoping does. I'm hoping a dub that the Jets make it happen. Yeah, they can take that contract with them. <laughs> um, but you're right, man. It, it does seem like that's a good destination for him. Because, I mean, I will say that that, that that rookie quarterback could use a veteran in his ear to help him out to show him how to be professional in the league. I think Nick Foles has some value uh, when it comes down to that, Prez. Yep. So uh, it, it could be a good win-win situation between them and the Bears. So we'll see what happens with that. That might not just be just a rumor there. So it might be something legit. So we'll see. And then we can start fresh, you know, next year with what we want to do with the quarterback at the, at the two and the three, you know? So, uh, but that could be a win for, for them and for us. Yep. I hope this is a real scenario. Get this man to fuck off my teammate, Dub. I'm telling you. <laughs> sick of it. And I got something to say to some of you Bears fans out there. I can't believe that y'all were giving this man that damn nickname last season. Now, I'm not even going to repeat that nickname, but don't think that I did not remember that because ain't nothing Awesome about that nickname because I call him Third String Nick. I call him Third String Nick. <laughs> hey, look, Third String Nick makes sense to me. Let's keep it at that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But anyway, I just think when you look at this situation, it makes sense because if Dalton is going to be your one, if Justin Fields is going to be your two, we can get anybody to come in here and hold that clipboard in the, at the three spot, right? Right. You don't have to pay Nick Foles what he's being paid to be number three. I, I just... Man, get him off of this team if you can. Because that allows us, A-Dub, to upgrade in another position if you can get rid of that contract. Right. That's the other factor right there, Perez, that money, right? He's still tied to some money. So we can do other things with that. But I hope, I hope the Jets think about it and want to engage with us around that. And if they already talking about it on the low, Perez, that we don't know about, I'm cool with it. But I just hope this is not just a rumor here. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know if you saw that, A-Dub, but the Jets, they might be finalizing a multi-year deal for Moses, the offensive tackle that came and visited with us. So they better not only just do that, but they also better make some room to take on Nick Foles as well. So, (laughs) Exactly. Think think, think future, guys, over there. Jets, think future. So, you know, put that in the bag for you guys, you know, Nick Foles and his his contract. Yeah, don't be half-assed about it now. Come on. (laughs) Exactly. All right, man. Well, dude, let's get into some of this mini camp talk because there was a lot that's come out this week. The first piece of business that I want to talk about is my boy A Rob. He mm. reported to mini camp, right? Yes, sir. Now I'm gonna say this, A Dub, and I'm gonna let you give you a little two cents on some things here. But an extension for A Rob should be a priority, and you know this, and our audience knows this. They still have time to hammer out an extension. They got to the middle of July to come to an agreement with him. But I was very, very happy that A-Rob showed up, A-Dub. When he showed up, I was like, yes! There's no uh, hard feelings here. He gets it. It's still a business here. But the fact that, you know, he still has that professionalism and take his own craft very serious, right? He takes being a pro very serious. The fact that he showed up, man, was just huge, Prez. And like Nike said, he came in. He was in shape. <laughs> you know, he looked good in shape. So, yes, hey. This guy been doing some work in offseason, Fred. So I think A-Rod spoke on it as well about his offseason, what, he, what he's doing, had going on. But the fact that he showed up and said, hey, look, I'm still going to be a professional despite what's going on from a contract standpoint, which he feels is pretty much out of his control. Yeah, and, and uh, that's a hell of a point because you know what happens a lot of times with these players when they give them that franchise tag. A lot of these players are like, man, fuck these mini camps. I'm not showing up. <laughs> you know, I'm going right. to prove a point. So I do agree from the standpoint of professionalism. A-Rob's always been that. He's been the consummate professional. 
And it was really good to see. Obviously, like you mentioned, he showed up in shape. He was out there ready to go. One of the reasons why I was really, really excited about this was now we get A-Rob out there getting that chemistry with Dalton, getting that chemistry with Justin Fields. And A-Dub, yes. I, know, I don't know if you saw this, but they even asked him. and They asked him questions around Justin Fields. And he said, I am definitely was excited for the team and for Justin. And he even mentioned, he said, I reached out to him shortly after he was drafted. And he said, I've been in communication with him ever since. And he said, those conversations just haven't just been about football. He said, they've talked about life. He said he wanted to help him get acquainted to Hallis Hall and also with get it settled into the community. So now you see that A-Rob is kind of taking him under his wing. And I'm like, that is what you want to see from not only your offensive MVP, you know, one of your, your top guys on the team, but you see that leadership. And he's basically helping out the quarterback, helping that rookie quarterback get, you know, acclimated to the NFL. That's really huge. Oh, big time, Brez. And these are the things that we don't hear about. We talk about voluntary OTAs they go to. You don't realize what all they're doing outside of that. And the fact that he's still engaging, you know, with, with Fields and talking things through, right? Getting acclimated with him, right? Just being a mentor in a way to him, Brez. You know, giving the keys, showing the way. That is all good stuff, man. And sometimes we don't give guys enough credit because we only know what we know at this point, right? That, hey, this person is showing to an OTA. What's wrong? Everything good there, right? Some people may overreact. Some may not. But you never know what else is going on with these guys outside of that. Yep. And another point, Adel, for us to think about is the fact that A-Rob was asked about the contract extension. And he basically said, look, that's out of my control. You know, that's yep. something for the organization and my agent to, to work through. But he said that he plans to report to training camp on time next month. So that's also another good sign that he's not planning any sort of a holdout. One thing, though, A-Dub, I wanted to get your thoughts on. If you look at long-term, basically, future of A-Rob on this team, I really think the presence of Justin Fields at quarterback might be a good thing that goes in our favor to get Allen Robinson to sign on some sort of an extension with us. because. The allure of having a young quarterback that's talented, that's got to be able to basically bode well for us because Justin Fields probably is going to be the best quarterback that Allen Robinson's ever had. Yes, Chris, that should hopefully make a difference, man, when it comes down to negotiations. I'm not sure how far, you know, the Bears, what they're going to offer him, but you're right, Chris, seeing Justin Fields throw to him, being involved with him. Look, I'm quite sure Justin Fields might even tell him, hey, man, I want you to stick around a little bit longer, <laughs> you know? Right. So that kind of conversation that we don't hear about for us, those things could go a long way, man, on the back end of things, that chemistry, that relationship. So I will hope that that does play a major part in wanting A-Rob to stay. Yeah, and I really do. And I, that's why I was really encouraged when I heard that, because there was a lot of chatter. You remember when A-Rob was kind of quiet a little bit on social media. Yeah. And people were wondering, hey, has he reached out to Justin Fields or, you know, has he been reaching out to Andy Dalton? So we kind of got a little bit of our information. And no, oh, A-Rob was, he was dialed in with Justin Fields and he's been helping him out. And that's good, you know. And so I look forward to seeing how that relationship uh, continues to evolve over the course of the season, bro. Yeah, that's going to be key, man. and. Right now, I think they're actually, you know, got a good vibe going on with each other. I think, Perez, that's those are kind of things, relationship like that can carry over on the field, right, in a good way, positive way. So if Justin Fields does get a chance to start doing the season, Perez, that's going to be even better. So you talk about that part of it, if if Justin Fields gets a chance to play, man, and then him and A-Rod hook up nicely, have a good chemistry, good relationship on that field, man, these things can all play dividends for us down the road to say, hey, A-Rod, may want to stick around a little bit longer. 
Yeah, you never know. But if 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 Matt Nagy has his uh, say a dub, what did he tell us? He said there's no scenario where Justin Fields starts in week one. So what were your thoughts there when you saw that news from, from Matt Nagy? Because you and I have kind of been consistent in the fact that we think week one Dalton should start. But the fact that Nagy went in and he ruled that out just up front, what were your thoughts about that? Perez, I was kind of happy about that because we still hear chatter about, hey, how good Fields look in practice and all those different things. And what that does to, to people and fans is like, hey, he looks this good. Why can't he starve? Look, Nagy has said this time and time out. Look, let the guy, he's going to be number two. So from that standpoint, it looks like Nagy has to continue to come out and talk about that part of it. And it gets in our minds as, as fans to say, hey, let that go. No matter what happens, let Andy Dalton start it off. But nothing doesn't mean that anything won't change during the season. We're not guaranteeing Andy Dalton the entire season. We just say he's going to start the season off. It's nothing wrong with starting the season off that way. Now, right. one, one thing to me, A-Dub, and it just seems like Nagy is really hell-bent on following that model that the Chiefs ran with Patrick Mahomes. I really think that if he, he had everything his way, I think that's the way that he's kind of leaning. Yep. So with that being said, if that's what he wants to do, he's got to look at who he has because Alex Smith was a little bit of a different scenario because Alex Smith knew that offense and he'd been in part of that organization for a couple years. Andy Dalton isn't in the same situation as Alex Smith. So even though I get where Nagy's trying to go there, Dalton is still getting up and up to speed with that offense as we speak, man. Yeah, he is. He is. But the thing is, Prez, what if Dalton do kick it off nicely, man? What if he do have a, a good first couple games, you know? I don't know, right? We don't know just yet. Everything is still early, right? It could be a win. It could be a win-win situation. We want to see how everything looks, Prez, not just Andy Dalton. We want to see how the team looks, you know? Mm-hmm. Are we putting Justin Fields in a good situation? Because like you and I talked about before, Prez, we don't know what the line is going to look like yet. We see some potential here, a lot of good potential here. You know, we just don't know yet. So we're looking to see how all these pieces fit, you know, with Goodwin and everyone, right, on this team with, with Money Moon improvement. We're trying to see how all these pieces fit. And then we want to throw Justin Fields into a great situation and also see Justin Fields continue to improve the things he needs to work on on the offseason to get better. So let's see how all of this play out. I have no issue with Andy Dalton kicking it off, but I want to see other things occur maybe before we get Justin Fields in there. To that point, you want to make sure that the offensive line is gelled, ready to go. You want to make sure that the other pieces of the offense are ready to go. So, yeah, that makes sense. You want to put him in a situation where he's set up to have success. The one thing that I would say, though, A-Dub, is while Nagy is very firm on sitting fields, I understand, because Dalton, I think he get the job done. But what's going to happen here with Andy Dalton is if he doesn't get off to a hot start, and I think he knows this, and if they start having losses and they start to pile up a little bit, the fans, the media, the national media, everybody's going to start calling for Justin Fields. And I'm telling you, Andy Dalton is basically in the hottest of hot seats in this situation, <laughs> especially here in Chicago. He is. And you know what? If he built for it, good for Andy Dalton. But you're right, Chris. He's on a short leash. I'll, I'll say that much. I don't think he's fitting the entire season. Some folks might think so. Some people may not. But you and I have stand firm that it's a possibility that hey, he might get pulled during the season. And guess what? It would not shock you and I, Press, if that would occur. We'll see what happens there. But I think I don't think Andy Dalton finished the entire season. It's definitely something that I'm going to be keeping a very, very close eye on because obviously Justin Fields, we've heard really good things, A-Dub. He's impressed coaching staff. He's gotten a lot of praise from his teammates. So that's good to know. And, and that's something yeah. that that's progress. And those are things that if he could keep 
you know, having good days out there. It just gives us more and more confidence that when his time comes and when his name is called, he's going to answer the challenge. Yeah, because you know one thing that this always brings me back to, remember when Derrick Rose got hurt? I think you may remember that. And all the fans heard a lot of things about Derrick Rose and what he was doing, you know, in practices. Oh, Derrick Rose looked really good, right? Yep. And then we kept holding him out, right? The, the Bulls kept holding him out. He's not ready yet. He's not ready yet. But fans were like, oh, he's ready. He's good. He looks good. Why not play him? You just never know, man, the things that go into it to get a guy out there on the field. So I think I'm not going to question the coaching staff on that part of it. Um, I think they may have a good plan in place for us, for um, Justin Fields. And I want to see that plan through. I really do. I don't want to rush it. I just want to see it go through. And therefore, hopefully our guy, Justin Fields, is set up for success going forward. Yeah, and, and another thing, too, for fans to, to think about when it comes to Justin Fields. Now, he's been impressive, but he hasn't been without his faults as well. And this is something that I brought up on the show last week because within the first person of those OTAs, he was having issues with the quarterback exchange. The ball hit the ground a couple right, times. Right, you, you know, and it happened again the first day of minicamp here this week. So it's obviously something that's going to happen when a rookie's getting acclimated to the NFL. So obviously something that we just want to make sure that we're keeping an eye on that and just realizing that there's certain parts of his game that he's got to clean up. That's one of them. Chris, you're right. He's spot on, man. And that's part of the whole thing when it comes down to skills, right? The talent is there. We already know that. It's not about his talent. And there's some little small, little small things to clean up. And I think Justin Fields would be totally fine going forward. You know, we know that already, Press. We had high hopes for this kid. But I think there's some things they can clean up as a football player. And I think he will. We're not worried about that. But the thing is, there's no rush. And I think right now we got Andy Dalton. I don't think Andy Dalton is a terrible quarterback. I think he's solid. Let, let's, let's wait that out for a minute, you know. And I think when Justin Fields get his shot, we won't be worried at all. No, because to that point when you make about Andy Dalton, We've heard some good things that have come out this week about Andy Dalton. We're hearing, hey, the guy, he, he played very well. They say he connected on a couple good deep balls to Marquise Goodwin. That was a name that you brought up earlier in the conversation. They said that Dalton looked good there. They said yep. that they seem like they have a pretty good connection, so that's really good to hear. But all in all, it seems like Andy Dalton has put together a pretty solid week there at Hallis Hall. So that's one of those things that you want to make sure that, hey, he could continue to keep making that progress. And then Nagy even said that there was times out there, A-Dub, that Dalton would get to the line of scrimmage, that he would see that the look that the defense would give him. He changed the play up on his own, and, the, and that changed play yielded a first down. So now see? Nagy's seeing, okay, now he's making decisions, and he's making good decisions. He's putting the offense in good positions. He said, now I'm not going to give you kudos about that every time you do it, but he said, but that's showing that he's picking up this offense. And so that's right. what we're seeing from Dalton. We're seeing the fact that he's picking up things pretty quickly, and he's showing that, hey, even though I struggled in OTAs last week, well, hey, now this week I'm bouncing back from that. And that's all you can ask for the guy. That's all you can ask for, Perez. He ain't out there looking like two with those five interceptions. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm glad for him. I'm happy for him, man. And to see him bounce back like that, Perez, that just shows leadership to me, man. That shows a guy who's motivated. It shows a guy who can take on the challenge. And to come back like that, Perez, to have a better day than you did before, hey, that's what we look for. That's what we expect. So that's a good bounce back for Andy Dalton. That's a win. That is a good bounce back. And the one thing that I would say, and this is something that you and I have talked about offline, anybody that listens to this podcast knows that me and A-Dub are super excited about Justin Fields. We can't wait for that Justin Fields era to begin when the time is right. But we're not going to trash Andy Dalton because we know for our team to have any sort of success in the beginning part of the season, we need Andy Dalton to be on his game. And so obviously down the road, if Justin Fields becomes that starter, 
Andy Dalton is still going to be important because he's going to be the one that's going to be tasked with helping mentor Justin Fields, right? Making sure that Justin Fields is comfortable, making sure that he doesn't need anything. So I just think for me, trashing Dalton is pretty stupid and lame. So let's just not do it. Let's definitely make sure that we're cheering on whoever the quarterback that gets put out there in 2021 to start the season. Absolutely, Perez. And I think Nagy hit on the head and said, that, look, I told the guy he would start. You know, he said he didn't promise the job, but he told me he would start. He did make sure to put that out there, didn't he? He said, yeah. I didn't promise him anything. <laughs> In case y'all can use that word promise, that's a strong word to use these days, you know? So right. Nagy was making sure, hey, look, look, let's get this right. <laughs> Listen, that, that man hit him with the, he said, no, nah, I ain't jagged edge. I ain't promise you nothing, bro. I ain't promise you a damn thing. <laughs> right. Quote me accurately. <laughs> yeah. He's like, get it right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, let's switch over to the defensive side of the ball real quick, A-Dub. Eddie Goldman, talk to me, man. My man didn't show up. He sat out last season due to COVID complications, right? We don't know if he had it or if it was just health-related reasons that he didn't feel comfortable playing. We don't know the situation, but okay, fine. So Nagy told us during the OTAs, hey, you know, Goldman's good to go. He's going to be back for the season here. But he didn't show up for the minicamp. And Nagy, even be, he even seemed surprised by the fact that he didn't show up. What were your thoughts there with Eddie Goldman not showing up? I would love to hear from Eddie Goldman to explain that. He may decide he wants to, he may not press. We don't know, right? But it does draw a little concern to me. And the thing is, we don't know if it's COVID-related or not, so I can't speak on that piece of it. But I am concerned about the fact that he missed it. We understand that last year, you know, we had the COVID thing that was going on. They opted out on playing the season. So it's possible that all of us as fans can possibly think in something online is it still COVID-related. Because, you know, COVID impacted families and people differently, Perez, and you and I know that. I don't know what this means for Eddie Goldman from that standpoint. I know Nagy can speak to it clearly as well, but I'm hoping that he's a talk with him, right? He's kind of keeping things under wraps and confidential, what that conversation really sound like. But I hope he's okay. That's the most important for me. Yeah, I hope he's okay as well. Uh, Nagy mentioned that, hey, it was unexcused absence. He said yep. that he talked to him. He wants to keep that private, as you mentioned. I respect that, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't need to know. If it's something private, that's fine. But when we talked last on last week's episode, we mentioned that most of the defensive starters, they decided to skip those voluntary OTAs. So I was expecting this week A-Dub for everyone to show up. So when Goldman wasn't there, I said, hmm, I wonder what's going on there. That was something that was interesting. But Nagy reassured us that he says he should be uh, showing up for training camp. So I guess we'll see what happens there, A-Dub. We'll see what happens, Perez. And I hope he does, man. I really do. And I want him to be addressed to the media, right? He might decide, so I'm quite sure those guys who be asking questions ask some very good ones at times. So I'm quite sure that might come up. Right. But I will tell you this. Eddie Goldman, and anybody that listens to this show, knows how much I respect his game. The kid is so underrated. He's like the guy on the defense that you don't notice his value until he's not there. And we've right. we definitely felt that void last season. Because Eddie Goldman does all the dirty work. He makes the job easier for a Roquan Smith and a Danny Trevathan. And I'm telling you, with the way that we saw Roquan Smith take that next step in his development last year without Eddie Goldman in front of him, I can only imagine the type of season that we're going to see from Roquan Smith this year with the return of a healthy Eddie Goldman. I can't wait, brother. Man, Perez, Eddie Goldman may be most of the, probably one of the most underrated players on this team. We know about Khalil Mack, and we heard a lot about Hicks, right, and other guys on this team. But Eddie Goldman, man, was a shining bright star for us. And you're right, Perez, we kind of missed the guy when he went there, man. So I'm looking forward to seeing him back when he comes back, man. I want to see what he has, what he can show. And I'm quite sure he's going to show us a whole hell of a lot. And then 
Speaking of Roquan, man, I'm looking forward to that guy playing for his because I know he's going to take his game to the next level. He definitely will, man. And, and, and one other point, too, when it comes to the Bears on defense last year, we saw that defending the run last year, they struggled. And that was something with Goldman there in that middle, he was really good with kind of being a little stout in the middle of the defense to kind of push that to push that offensive line back a little bit. So we still don't know, like I said, why Eddie Goldman didn't decide to come to the minicamp. But Danny Trevathan said that he's been in communication with Eddie Goldman. And so he says that, hey, man, he said he's going to be ready to go. And he said he's going to be ready to, uh, to come to work when training camp kicks off. So at least we know one of the veterans on the team has been in contact with him. And it seems like whatever the situation was, it sounds like he'll be ready to go uh, come training camp. I wanted to get your thoughts on the defense as a whole, right? So we talked really quickly there about Eddie Goldman in that scenario, but we saw this defense lose its swagger the last couple of years. And I'm not trying to, you know, to pick on Pagano, but we know that 2018 season that I always rave about eight dub. That was the year where we were getting all those turnovers. That was right. the year where that defense was just like amazing, right? They had the swagger outside this world. We lost that. I'm wondering now, with Sean Desai now taking over a defensive coordinator, I'm wondering if that's coming back a little bit because I noticed those defensive players, they were talking a little, they were talking with their chest stuck out this week in the little press conference. Eddie Jackson was really <laughs> excited. Roquan Smith was really excited. So what are your thoughts there with this defense now with uh, Sean Desai taking over uh, as a defensive coordinator? Do you think that that uh, swag is going to come back? Yeah, Press, I really value that part of it. With, well, Sean Desai taking over and how the players feel about him, man. It looks like he's going to be similar to Vic, man. And guys can see it based upon what schemes and tactics and, and what he's expecting, holding people to the standards. You know, um, I think they're happy about that, man. And I think Desai, no joke, man. Good guy. He's been a guy that Bojack talked about, man, has been a guy that helped learn and grow. And yep. hey, looking forward to working with them even more, Press. So with that, man, I'm just excited for the defense as those guys are because they can see the similarities. Yeah, I mean, and we talked about this in the past. But the side was Vic Fangio's right-hand man. So he helped him develop that 2018 defense. So he's got a really good understanding of not only the scheme, but the players that are a part of that scheme. So you right. brought up Eddie Jackson's name. Eddie Jackson gave this side credit, saying, hey, he helped me out a lot when I first got here. Right? Right. So now Sean Desai has come into a situation where there's stability. A lot of the players are returning from the defense except for Kyle Fuller, but don't even get me on that. But <laughs> but for the most part, that defense is coming back. And so right. that defense under Fangio in 2018 was the league's best defense. They made big plays. They generated turnovers. What was the thing that you and I talked about last season? Where were the turnovers? Now, I will say the defense wasn't bad, but it just didn't play with that, that next level that you know they could get to. That right. was missing. Big time, man. And you're right. And with defenses, man, you need those big plays, Fresh. You need those turnovers. You need those sacks, man. All those things plays a big part, man, with possessions, fielding, touchdowns, everything, man. So that was a big part of what we did in 2018. We get back to that. I'm quite sure we can with the side, man. That makes a huge difference in the game. Yeah. And I, you know one thing, too, A-Dub, I wanted to bring this point up when it comes to him. And this, I think this is something that you mentioned on one of our earlier off-season episodes. You talked about his intelligence and how smart he is. You know, you called him Doc. And that's something on him that's unappreciated and, and really not mentioned a lot. But the other thing, he waited a long time for this opportunity. 
And you know one thing about people that have been in the background and they've been waiting for their time to shine. Well, guess right. what now? This is his dream job. So you know he's going to make the most of this opportunity. Oh, yeah, Fritz. That's a good point you brought up, man. Because I'm quite sure Desai is motivated, man. He's ready. The guy's fiery, man. He ready to get things started, ready to get this party started, man. And with that, Perez, it's just good to be working with the guys that you worked with before as well, those who had success that you work with. So even still, pick up where you left off at with these guys. That's what it comes down to. And I think the side man has a good challenge in front of him, and I'm quite sure he's prepared and ready for this. Yeah. And I mean, I, I just can't stop speaking about this enough, but Eddie Jackson, this is a guy that I've been really critical of, especially on the show last season, because I knew how far he played below uh, our expectations, but also his standard. Because right. one thing is when you have expectations for someone and they don't basically hit that standard, then of course you're looking like, hey, what's going on here? What's going on? Right. So right. I'm hoping that his enthusiasm and, and, and happiness with the fact that Desai is now the defensive coordinator means that now he's charged up a little bit more, right? Maybe right. he's excited with the way that they decide to use him because he also came out and said that he's happy with the fact that Gibson's returning because he likes yep. the fact that they're going to have that continuity in the defense. So now this is the first time that he's going to be playing in a while. He's going to be playing with the same safety for another season because, you know, before that they were playing like musical chairs at that at that other safety spot. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And that sucked at the time, too. But you're right, Perez. All those ingredients, man, does make a difference right there, right? Chemistry. So now being familiar with the coach, right? You got that as well. And this all can play a good factor in how this guy plays moving forward. So you're right, Perez. This is definitely a motivating tactic for Bojack, man. And the fact that, you know, we talked about a couple of things that he's learned already from the side, man, with actually just learning plays and scheme, those kind of things, man. You only can get better from that, right? Because you already have a relationship already. You know the expectations, and now they can get even greater. So therefore, that chemistry, that familiarity, those things matter, man. And they can play a big part into our defense. Yep. And this is the big thing there. Gibson, Jackson, they're going to be key for that secondary because we talked about um, in a couple episodes ago, we talked about the fact that Jayla Johnson, we feel pretty good about what he's going to do. We don't know what's going to happen on the other side with Trufant. I'm right. going to get into Kendall Vildor here in a second because he's been flashing in Kim. Nagy's been calling him out. Some of the beat reporters have talked about how good he's looked. He's gotten some reps with the first team defense, but we yeah. still don't know what's going to happen though with the cornerback position, A-Dub. So it's going to be really important to make sure that those safeties are getting the job done and Eddie Jackson is going back to his playmaking ways. Exactly. If they get the job done, hold their own ground press, that opens up things for Bojack to do him, right? To be flashy, to do what he got to do, man, and make things happen. So I'm looking forward to that part of it, if those guys, those DBs can do their part. Mm-hmm. Now, I mentioned on last week's episode, I talked about Roquan Smith. I thought that he's an emerging leader on this team, along with David Montgomery. So Roquan Smith, when the media discussed with him a couple things, they talked to him first about his contract and the contract talk right. now. I told you, A-Dub, they need to back that Brinks truck up to him when that time comes and pay that man what he deserves because there is no reason why Roquan Smith should not be in a Bears uniform for the next five to seven seasons. No reason why that shouldn't happen. I'm totally with you, Perez, on that notion. So you and I on the same page, man, had a phenomenal season last season. And to me, I think next season could possibly be even better, Perez. So the fact that he's been showing up to OTAs and, and just being a part of this team, man, and showing that leadership, like you talked about before, Perez, that leadership piece of it, man, that's going to be huge. So I hope they put that money out there quickly, man, and get this over with. I hope so, too. 
the next piece of that, and it's kind of what you just touched on a second ago, is the fact that he showed up for voluntary OTAs. So his defensive teammates did not. And he was asked about that, and he said, look, I don't hold that against them. That was their decision. Now, I like that because that's basically showing a guy that's like, look, they do what they're going to do. I'm focusing on me. I'm focusing on getting better. And he didn't throw his teammates under the bus. I love that. Me too, man. I love that part of it, Press, because you know what? That kind of go hand in hand with what A-Rob shared, right? About A-Rob talking about what he was doing, you know, learning things and getting better and getting stronger, right? And watching FAMO last year and all those different things in his own workouts, right? That he was doing with other vets. So you just never know what these guys got going on. So to see Roquan talk about that, like, look, to each his own kind of a thing. Nothing bad there. Didn't throw anybody on the bus, man. That's all a positive because you just never know, Press, where everybody else is doing, right? That's been shared with the media. That shows some leadership there. He doesn't seem distracted by his contract, which that was something with A-Rob that a couple times last season, his contract, you could tell, kind of got in his head a little bit. So hopefully Roquan kind of learns from some of the things that, that, you know, affected A-Rob last year and just goes out there and balls. But Roquan did say that, hey, when the time comes, that contract is going to take care of himself. So he said he's not too focused on it. So hopefully he just continues to keep his focus in the places where it needs to be. And that's, getting better, and taking his game even to a higher level than it already was. Exactly, Preston. I like all the things Roquan has said about his contract, man. Not focused on that right now. It's about me playing. It's about me getting better. It's about this team getting better. Those kind of things you want to hear from a leader, Preston, that say, look, my contract thing is not going to be a distraction to this team. No, it can't be. One thing I wanted to get your opinion on, A-Dub, was Robert Quinn. So in our episode, we highlighted our players to watch for 2021 Robert Quinn was one of those players that we basically said, this guy has to perform. He has to stay healthy. And we already see here this week with the mandatory mini camps that Nagy held him out. And they they said it was for a precaution, but he held out with a back injury. Now, I'm just going to say this. It's probably not that big of a deal, but when you look at last season, how he basically missed a lot of time during training camp, and then the season, he just kind of just never really flashed the way that we thought. It really concerns me now that he's coming into many camps with a little bit of a nagging injury. What did you think there when it came to Robert Quinn? Because this is someone that we need to step up this season. Prez, I'm not allowed to you, man. I, I was a little concerned, man. And anything that relates to this guy when it comes to injuries concerns A-Dub, you know, because of last year, right? How the guy got up to a pretty tough start and then it took a while for him to even make an impact on the team. So, yeah, I, I am worried, Prez. I hope it's nothing at all. I mean, for me, I hope it's nothing. But you do wonder, like, hey, man, can we get a full season out of you, man? Because we want to need some durability from you uh, moving forward. So hopefully, it's, like I said, it's all a precaution part of it, but you do wonder if these things continue to add up. It's a setback. I mean, you you think about it. Those are reps that he's missing out on, and so that's just one of those things that I look at this defense, and I just want to make sure that this defense, we can get that pass rush where it needs to go because if that pass rush is where it's supposed to be, then that takes pressure off of the DBs. We're missing Kyle Fuller, right? So it's like a lot of these things just kind of go hand in hand with each other. So I just want to make sure, hey, if this is just a precaution type of deal, fine. But I really hope that Robert Quinn, when the season comes and when the lights are on, I hope he's ready to to, to answer the challenge because we need him. We need somebody that's going to be able to take advantage of those one-on-one matchups that Khalil Mack is going to help create for the people on that pass rush. Yeah, man, Perez, and you're right. We're going to need his help, man. We're going to need this guy to be successful on the other side, man. But 
to me, Perez, you hear about back injury, man. You know, a lot of times, man, that back injury, you know, once you have it, it continues to keep coming back, Perez. So I just hope it's nothing. That's just me, but I hope it's nothing. But, man, I do understand how those back injuries can be, man. They can play you for a while. Absolutely right. A little while ago, I brought up Kendall Vildor's name. This is someone that Matt Nagy has spoke up a lot this week. And he was a member of the 2020 draft class. And he got some valuable playing time last year when Jalen Johnson went down with a shoulder injury. And one of the things that I had mentioned to you, A-Dub, around that time is I said, you know what? Kendall Vildor showed up pretty well. I mean, he took his lumps, but there were some things on film that you saw with the kid. You said, you know what? He's got some talent. Now, when you looked at his college film, you saw that he played fast and he was, you know, he was always around the ball. We didn't right. see that as much last season when he, you know, was playing in those five or six games. But I'm sure that the speed of the NFL game was a little different than what he was used to. Now, fast forward to camp and what's going on here in the OTAs. Matt Nagy's like, hey, the guy that we saw on film is the guy that we're seeing out there in OTAs right now. And that right there, when I heard that A-dub, I said, that is a good sign. Because that's going to show you right there that this kid, he's taking that next step in his development because he had a couple of interceptions on uh, Andy Dalton yesterday. Yeah, yeah, Perez. That's good to hear, man, because you talked about it already, right, with him taking some lumps, right? And yeah. I totally agree with you. He took his lumps like a champ, man, last year. And um, the fact that, you know, because of COVID, a lot of things was missing, you know, from, from camps and things of nature, Perez, because of COVID, and he didn't get that kind of experience, right? And this year, probably his first time going through what he's going through with the team. So it looks like, you know, he's getting comfortable. He's getting better. He's learned a lot, right, Perez, from his experience from playing on the field. I'm filling for Jalen Johnson. And now he's trying to say, look, I'm going to try to take my game to the next level. And it's showing on the field. Matter of fact, Nagy even said he was kind of flashy out there, you know, uh, yep. with that. So that's what you like to hear, man. He was uh, more vocal than he used to be. So yep. it's like, man, this guy's getting very comfortable out there. And this is what you want to see from a second-year player, Perez. This is all, like you said, development, growth. So, I mean, you brought up a good point there. So you have to think about it. So last season, no training camps. None right. of the OTAs. Everything they were doing was all remote. So, of course, he's going to be more vocal now because he's been around the guys. He, you know, he feels comfortable. But when you're as a rookie player coming on the team with this type of defense, it was a surprise that he wasn't very vocal. He was a rookie. He was right. just kind of earning his keep, right? Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> trying to fit in. It, trying to fit in, right? But what it sounds like now, A-Dub, is it sounds like his personality is starting to come out a little bit because he's more comfortable. He, he knows right. the defense a little bit better. So that's a huge plus for us as a, as a Bears uh, fan base. Like, I'm really excited to hear some of the things that are coming out in regards to Kendall Vildor. Yeah, good job, Kendall. Not quite worried about you, but thinking that, hey, you know what? How much improvement are you going to make between last year and now? So it's just good to hear his name come up for us to show that, hey, he is showing some good signs, man. And you never know what might happen for him during the season. Well, I would say this. I felt better about him than Duke Shelley. So yeah. when, when I see Vildor potentially, you know, taking reps there with the ones, I'm okay with that because I know a lot of people are wondering, hey, is Vildor going to be the slot corner? Well, there could be a strong possibility. Maybe Vildor ends up winning the damn starting cornerback job. And then you have Duke Shelley playing in the slot, which, Lord, I hope that he's approved because I haven't heard <laughs> anything about him yet. Right. I hope we hear some good signs about Duke Shelley, man. I really do, Perez. But we'll take it one day at a time, right? We got Kendall. We're hearing good things about him, but I do hope Duke Shelley is showing some good signs too. Yeah, I really do. Now, one thing that I want our listeners to kind of think about with some of these practices, right? Because now we're hearing that, hey, 
Vildor is picking the ball off and he's doing all these different really good things. But when I heard like the type of uh, schemes that they're using in practice right now, the corners, they're not allowed to do any sort of press coverage. They can't come up and they can't touch the guys. They've been playing in a lot of zone. So now you think about the fact that he's making plays in a situation where he can't put his hand on the receiver, he can't get up on them. That just goes to show you even more why it's impressive that he's making plays because he's anticipating on throws and he's there when the ball is being thrown. That is really awesome. And that shows that he's playing with confidence and he knows what's going on in front of him. Absolutely. So it looks like this guy doing it all from that standpoint. So yeah, man, this is all good, good reads, good vision that he's having, man, being to read the ball, being to read the quarterback. And I just tell you, man, this guy's showing some good signs for us, man. And that shows improvement. Exactly. So once they get the pads on, man, it's going to be very, very important to see what ends up happening because right now at that cornerback two spot, you got Desmond Trufant and you got Artie Burns. So right. it's open competition the way I see it. And if you got this guy that's already flashing, man, what made the best man win. Absolutely. I want to hear more about it going forward, Prez. That's all. Yeah. So, I mean, that's been a really good standout for us. You brought up Marquise Goodwin's name earlier. We've heard a lot of things about him, and the, the, the word of the, the OTAs for me has been speed. So you yes. got to think about him, your boy Darnell Mooney, and then Demir Bird. That wide receiver spot out there, man, it's just blazing hot with speed. And I will tell you this, I can't wait till they get the pads on and see what they do with Justin Fields and Andy Dalton start throwing those deep passes to these guys because I got a feeling those DBs are going to get stressed out there this summer. <laughs> oh, yeah, man, because you know what? Speed kills for his running good routes, man, getting out there quick, man, and that does something to you, man. And the good thing I saw for us when Andy Dalton was throwing that ball, man, it was right in front of the guys. They was actually going to get it. So yeah, it's yeah. like if, this, if it's going to continue at that rate, man, you're right for us. Those DBs are going to have their hands full, man. It's going to be a tough one for him. It's good, man. These boys are ready to play on offense. And we've already told you. We, we told you that Andy Dalton already throws a decent deep ball, and we know that that's a strength from Justin Fields. So the thing right. here is both of these guys are going to be able to get these receivers the ball in positions to make plays. And Darnell Mooney, I'm telling you, bro, I don't know how many times I'm going to have to tell people this, but I have a feeling, man, that he's going to have a breakout season. That guy right now, is somewhere wide open. I know I keep saying that. He is somewhere right, right now, wide open. <laughs> yes, he is. He's always you know open. why, Press? He's always open. You know why? Why? Because the bank is open, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Talk to him. <laughs> Talk to him. <laughs> hey, man. Money Moon. I'm telling you, boy, you better watch out, man, Press. No matter who throwing to him, Justin Fields or Aiden Dalton, man, this guy going to make some things happen. And I'm telling you, we're going to have fun as fans, and prayers, you're not going to have fun talking about it, man. I know we're going to talk about many different things, but talking about that is going to be huge for A-Dub. <laughs> so I'm looking Listen, forward to it. What did I tell you uh, last episode, bro? I hope that you say uh, you say Money Moves name all the way to the rafters, bro, because that means that he has scored a touchdown or he making a big-time play. So I want to hear you say that shit as much as possible. I hope that bank is open all season long. And the thing is, Press, I'm going to tweet out some of these um, DBs, man, who guard them. Just want you guys to tweet out, the bank is open, baby. That's all. When it gets you, to say the bank is open. <laughs> okay. Okay. Hey, Dub over there about to start some start some stuff. Now you're going you gonna to go after Ramsey week one? What are we doing? We, and we go after him week one, man. He already started talking already, man. So we're not <laughs> done with him. Right now, <laughs> we ain't done, Press. We just get started with Ramsey, man. So we better watch out. Hey, Dub on him. Ooh-wee. You better watch out, Ramsey. You don't want that smoke. 
A dub <laughs> on your bumper, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. I met him, man. Oh man. Well, Adele, before we get out of here, one thing that I wanted to to touch on with our listeners is in regards to Matt Nagy's approach to preseason. So a couple seasons ago, Matt Nagy was super conservative with his starters. He didn't really play his starters much during that one preseason year. And he kind of put the guys in bubble wrap. I remember Mitch Trubisky played like probably like a series and didn't play much. And then they put him into the that week one matchup against the Packers and we look like shit on offense, right? And so it right. seems like he's kind of learned his lesson in, in regards to making sure that he's hopefully getting his guys up and running. So they said, okay, Matt, what's your plan of attack here for the 2021 season? And he said, well, actually, last year we were going to be more aggressive than we were in 2019. But he said because of the pandemic in 2020, we weren't mm-hmm. able to do anything because everything got canceled. So right. he said, look, this is what we're going to do. First preseason game, he said, probably not a lot of the starters are going to play significant time. But he said the second preseason game, the starters are going to play a lot. And then he said the third preseason game, which is going to be the final preseason game, he said the starters are going to play very little in this game. What are your thoughts there when you hear Matt Nagy kind of speaking through have more of an aggressive approach to the preseason games? Chris, you know what? I like the idea. I know a lot of people always saying, hey, don't let these guys play in the preseason. You want nobody getting hurt or things of that nature. For me, friends, you need chemistry, man. You still need guys to be able to learn each other, to see what it looks like in a real game, right? You can say it's preseason, but guys out there still hit, you know, the opposite team. So it's like guys are still out there playing. Some guys are out there playing for a job still. So you still need guys on your team to get that chemistry, press, to work with each other, to have that early on. You don't want these kind of things starting off in the season, right? Mistakes like that happen during the season. And that's what happened. You got to a slow start. So why not get a good rhythm going into these preseason games? I like the idea. I'm glad Nagy's speaking on that part of it. So I want to see more of that. So that's good. Yeah, and I agree with you on that, man, because to me, not having the preseason last year was tough because you weren't able to re, uh, to evaluate those young guys, those bu- bubble players, that rookie draft class. It was tough. Right. That's why it was even more impressive that Darnell Mooney was able to do what he did because he was able to impress without the benefit of preseason games and the fact that a lot of the work that they were doing was mostly remote-based. So right, right. That just made that even more um just amazing what he did. But what I'm going to say is this 2021 class, they're going to have the advantage because they're going to be able to work and practice with those veterans. I talked about Tevin Jenkins going up against Khalil Mack or, you know, whoever he lines up against, whether it's Robert Quinn or whoever, right? But those are going to be reps that he's going to be able to have that's going to be able to help him improve. That was a situation that wasn't available to rookies last year. Right. So that's going to be really, really good. And, just getting those live reps in a preseason game helps to kind of with the nerves of helps these guys to, to play at home or even get experience playing on a road game. Like these things matter, man. And that's why I'm really excited for this upcoming season. They dub me too, Fred. You're right. You hit it around the head, man. That experience piece, Fred, because that's what you need in, in this game, man, especially young guys, right? You need that. You get some experience now with, these OTAs, these mini counts, that's good and all, but the next level is the preseason games for us to where you get it in at. So I think that's all going to help. It's going to get them some reps, going to get them playing, get some competition, and all those things can do no, no more to help these guys get better throughout the season. So I'm glad for all that to come back, Perez. I'm glad it's happening, and um, hey, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to help our team become better. Hey, we know us Bears fans, we're going to have to wait a little bit to see uh, Justin Fields in regular season games, but according to Matt Nagy's plan, 
he's going to get plenty of preseason reps, especially in the first and last game. So guess what they do? We're going to get a lot of Justin Fields sighting out there on the field in the preseason. Hey, man, I'm looking forward to that, Press. I told you before, man, I want to see the guy live, man. I want to see him in the game. The preseason is where we're going to see it first, right? Hey, we'll take advantage of that. Well, guess what? Me and you are going to be out there for that first preseason game. And that's this is a testament to how awesome Justin Fields is and how excited I am to watch him. I don't even ever go to any of the preseason games, A-Dub. I always give those away or I donate them to like the, the public schools in town. I am going to that game and you're going with me, but we are going to see what the hell Justin Fields is all about. We're going to see up close and personal Justin Fields throwing a touchdown. We go, he going to throw at least two of them in that first preseason game. That is my right. prediction right now. Two touchdown passes for Justin Fields in that first preseason game. Hey, man, that is not a rim of possibility, Perez. I'm quite sure we might see that. The thing is, Perez, it's one thing to see guys on TV. It's another thing to see them in person, <laughs> you know? Sometimes they look even faster when you watch it live. Like, whoa, I'm watching this guy play. He looks faster. Sometimes on television, you really can't tell. But when you sit on that field, man, you can see a big difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, dude, a lot we unpacked here in this episode. Audience, I told you guys. We were going to get through this. There was so much that we had to talk about. We still got a couple more things we want to bring to your attention. So A-Dub and I mentioned we're going to be launching a new Chicago sports-based podcast here in the next week and a half. So we're going to do a Justin Fields jersey giveaway to launch that new show. So for listeners of this show, you guys even get a chance to participate in this Justin Fields jersey giveaway. A-Dub, all they have to do is send us a DM at the Bears Pod. And just tell us how you feel about a potential Bears move to Arlington Heights. We just want to get your thoughts. want to hear what you guys think. I think that's fair. I think that would be a good one, right, A-Dub? Yeah, that's fair, man. Yeah, absolutely. We want to hear from you guys, man. Definitely do. Your opinion matters. So we're looking forward to hearing what you got to say. And then for the listeners of the new show, we're going to do a separate part of the contest for them. But for our loyal DBE listeners, we want you guys to be able to take advantage of this contest as well. So send us a DM. Let us know your thoughts on how you feel about a potential Bears move to Arlington Heights at the Bears pod. Yes, sir. The second piece of business, audience, want to let you guys know that our very own A-Dub is going to be making an appearance on Bad Guy Radio's Smoke Room podcast. He's going to be representing DBE. They're going to be doing a special Juneteenth episode. A-Dub, it's going to be your time to shine, baby. Can't wait to hear what you guys talk about it. Can't wait to see you give some of your mama's cooking to the smoke room. Yeah, man. Give a little bit there, friends. <laughs> looking forward to the opportunity, man. I'm, I'm feeling blessed. I'm thankful to actually be joining. And, um, you know, looking forward to the opportunity, friends. Yeah, man. I might pop in a little late to see what you guys are talking about, man. But that's, that's your time to shine, man. So get on over there and, and make it happen, brother. Yes, sir. In the spirit of Juneteenth, we're also the DBE, the Bear Essentials Podcast. We're sponsoring a Juneteenth event. Uh, this is going to be the first ever event in Berwyn, Illinois. So we are sponsoring that event. It's going to be a full day event, just honoring and basically just representing what that day means to the community. So that's something that we were very happy and very excited that we could be a part of that and we could actually put some dollars to help put on an event that's basically giving so much awareness to a day that for many years, A-Dub, a lot of people didn't even know what it was about or didn't even know the significance of it. So this is something that we wanted to help just spread a little bit of awareness and make sure that we could be a part of that. You know what I mean? Absolutely, because it is really is a big deal, Perez. And I'm glad that we're part of it, and um, it's going to go a long way. And the last thing, 
Special shout out for our, one of our most loyal listeners, Miss Heidi, cousin Heidi on Twitter. She mentioned to us earlier in the week, she said, well, Father's Day coming up. My father's, his birthday is next week on the 23rd. And if any of you guys remember, Miss Heidi was on our show in the off season. Well, actually, no, that was, it was, it was towards the, it was, it was towards the rapid time for the playoffs. What did they do? She yeah, did like so, a, Chris. Yep. she did a preview episode with us, but she talked about how she became a, a Bears fan. It was because of her father, right? And a lot of people that may not realize that she's from Acapulco, Mexico. And her Bears fandom is probably as strong as anybody that I've ever met as far as Bears people on Twitter, just friends and family that I have that live here. So her father was the one that basically made her become a fan. So, you know, I'm sure it's going to be heavy in her heart with Father's Day coming up and also with his birthday coming up next week. So on behalf of the Bears Central Podcast, we want to wish him a happy birthday as that comes up. And I know that that's going to be a moment for her and her family that they'll be, you know, have, you know, in their hearts and be thinking about him. And so we wanted to extend our appreciation for how he made you a Bears fan and, and all the things and, and values that he, you know, instilled in you as well. So happy birthday to your pops. Happy birthday, pops. We appreciate what you've done. Raised a nice lady. And uh, cousin Heidi, just know that DBE, we get to support you all the way. Yes, sir. Well, man, dude. We gave the audience a lot on this episode. I hope they enjoyed it. A-Dub, this was a good one, brother. And we are out. Going to sign us off, bruh. Thanks for listening to the Very Centers Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of our podcast. Bears Nation, come down with us. Peace.